All right, so a couple of weeks ago, we did the topic of uh, permanent makeup, where a person is having um, somewhat of a tattoo, which is put on, which is designed to uh, provide, let's say, uh, eyebrows or something like that for somebody who uh, may have lost them or doesn't want to potchke with them anymore. Um, so now it happens to be that this week, uh, somebody, a uh, former student, kind of reached out and said that uh, she was interested in Shabbos makeup, and she wanted to know whether or not there are brands which are allowed, are not allowed, what exactly is the uh, the story b- behind that. Uh, it happens to be that you could go to many uh, Heimish stores, and you could, uh, you could find all sorts of uh, makeup which is being uh, advertised as uh, allowed for Shabbos. And the question is, number one, what are the issues? And then number two, what are the solutions? And then number three, uh, whether or not the uh, the stuff which is being advertised as Shabbos makeup, whether or not it uh, matches the uh, the necessary halacha prerequisites in order to uh, in order to be mutter. So I said, you know what? It's probably a good idea to go through the uh, the topic, and uh, we'll explore together, and we'll see. Maybe this Shabbos will all show up in show wearing our makeup. Maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> we'll have to see. We actually saw in one of the Sfarim, in the, the Ktsosa HaShulchan, he actually says, as he's exploring, as we'll see, a potential difference between men and women in terms of putting makeup on, on Shabbos, he actually has sort of a footnote and says, all of this assumes that it wouldn't be an issue of Begadisha. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, anyways, if I'm going to wear my uh, my makeup on Shabbos, I might run into a different problem. But in terms of, just in terms of Shabbos, so that's what we're going to, uh, that's what we're going to explore. You know what they say, Rabbi Schaffel, making yeah. up is hard to do. <laughs> Excellent, making up is hard to do. Beautiful. Excellent. Okay. We really have to have a recording of this and have a best of Bob's uh, <laughs> puns. Uh, maybe for poor this year, we'll uh, we'll make a collection of them. Okay, beautiful. So we're going to start. Oh, I should uh, share screen. So we'll start over here with the uh, the not the exact beginning, but the easiest beginning to uh, to start with. And this is the Beis Yosef, because the Beis Yosef is going to make it simpler than reading through the Gemara. So the Beis Yosef, as you know, so he's commenting on the tour. So this is in Hilchos Shabbos. So the quote from the tour is, and you have that right over here in source number one, this is the Beis Yosef in Simon Shin Gimel. So he says, he says, Aser li'isha shetavr s'rak So this is essentially a quote from the Gemara that a woman is not allowed to put s'rak on her face uh, because of the malacha called soveya. So veya is will uh, define as it were translate, I should say, as either dyeing or coloring. But this is something which is aser. What's the origin of this ruling in the tour? So we say brisa besof per kamatznia. So it's a brisa in the uh, in the Gemara there in Mesecha Shabbos. Upirish Rashi and Rashi says Sirak is seva adom. So if a person puts blush on her, if a woman puts blush on her face, so doing so the Gemara says is aser. Now, Aser, as we know, as experienced the uh, halachists here, we know that Aser could have one of two meanings. It could either be an Isidaraisa or an Isidarabadim. So what exactly was intended over here? So now the Beis Yosef goes on to explain, that verb is used for eye makeup. So there's face makeup and there's eye makeup. 
So he says that also Shamba Mishnah, it's also in the same sugi over there in Masecha Shabbos. So regardless of whether you're putting uh, makeup on your uh, face or whether one is putting makeup on their eyes, either way, where the problem we're running into, the malacha that we're running into, is going to be tzoveya, is going to be uh, dyeing or coloring. Now, says the Beis Yosef, and this is why we're singing it in the Beis Yosef, Upligi Rebelezer v'chachamim. And there's a machlokas in the Gemara between Rebelezer and the Chachamim. Is this something which is an isidaraisa? And if a woman were to put makeup on on Shabbos, so she would have to bring a korban. If she did it uh, inadvertently, if she did it b'shogeg, she'd have to bring a korban for that. That's always the way we uh, chazal express the idea of an isidaraisa, that you'd have to bring a korban. That's how severe it is, uh, right? Uh, so Rabbi Lezer says that it's an isidaraisa. The chachamim say that it's only an isidarabanan. And the halacha is going to, says the tour in the Beis Yosef, that the halacha is going to follow the opinion of the chachamim who say that one is exempt, exempt in the sense of having to bring a korban. So it's not an isidarais, it's only an isidrabanan. The chaim pasaka rambam, and the rambam paskins this way as well, that putting on makeup on Shabbos is only an isidrabanan. But the Beis Yosef does acknowledge of Medivra has smog, but if you look in the opinion of the smog, this is also one of the early halachists. The, the Rashi Tevos uh, stands for Sefer Mitzvah Gadol. So he says, Nira, oh, he jumped around, Nira Shechayeves Chatas. So it seems that the smog is of the opinion that when a woman puts on makeup, so she has violated an Isidaraisa, and therefore she'd have to bring a Korban Chatas. So we know for sure, we're saying now that this is Aser, uh, face makeup or eye makeup, and there's a machlogus between Rebelez and the Chachamim, whether it is an Iser Daraisa or whether it is an Iser Darabanan. And the uh, the tendency of the Beis Yosef is to follow the Rambam and say that it's only an Iser Darabanan. And in fact, so we say... Um, Right, and that's the way Shulchan Aruch codifies this. He says, that it's prohibited for a woman to go ahead and put um, red uh, powder, we'll say, on her face, because that's considered to be coloring or dyeing. And for the very same reason, she's not allowed to go ahead and put makeup over her eyes either for the very same reason. Now, if you notice, and this is something which Shulchan Aruch, Rav Yosef Karo was a master at doing this, in that his language is very specific. Because we saw in the Beis Yosef, there's actually a machlokas, whether it's Daraisa or Drabanan. And here, Shulchan Aruch presented the fact that it's going to be Yasser, and he actually didn't commit whether it's a Daraisa or Drabanan. He just said that it's going to be Yasser. So now, if you look in the Mishabura, and this is going to lead us to two different things over here. Uh, actually, three interesting things. He says that uh, the Mishabur is in Sif Katnayin Tess over there. So it's in Simon Shin Gimel Sif, uh, Sif Katnayin Tess. That the reason why a woman isn't allowed to put makeup on her face is Hutseva Adom. So that again, it's red uh, blush, we'll call it. Ubutosefta Isa. And in the Tosefta, it says, Shalot Tekanech Panea Bebeged Shiyesh Basrak. 
not only is putting the powder directly onto the face something which is going to be usher, but even in the event that there's powder which is on a towel or a washcloth, and to rub that towel or washcloth onto the face, so that also is going to be usher. That also is not allowed. Umashma, and the implication is, even if she doesn't do so with the intention to put the makeup on her face, that just happens to be that that's the towel which is available and it has some powder on it. But if the inevitable outcome is that she's going to end up with the makeup on her face, it's Asr, because seek because of this idea of seek Seek ratio, if you remember, so it literally means to cut off the head. That's the term that Chazal used when there is an unintended outcome, but it's inevitable. So the origin of that phrase is when kids would get unruly or they come, uh, they're running around the house saying, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, there's nothing to do, I'm so bored. So one of the things that uh, back in the time of Chazal that could be done in order to entertain kids before you could put them on a screen or something like that to tell them to run around and play with their friends. So you could pop off the head of a chicken and then it's entertaining for kids to watch the chicken run around without a head. Good old fashioned fun. Apple pie, baseball, and chickens running around without their head. So uh, so now, if one wants to go ahead and entertain the kids on Shabbos, so uh, somebody's going to say, hey, you're not allowed to go ahead and kill a chicken on Shabbos. That, that, that itself is an Isidaraisa. How could you do that? So the person says, that's not my intention. My intention is not to actually kill the chicken. I just want to pop off the head so that I could entertain the kids. And if the chicken happens to die, no, no, what are you, what are, what are you supposed to do? Gamzulatova. So Chazal say, Psik Reisha. The full phrase is, Psik Reisha Velo Yamus. Are you going to sever the head from a chicken and it's not going to die? It's inevitable outcome that if you go ahead and you sever the head, it's going to die. So that's considered to be, we'll say for simplicity, that that's considered to be as if you intended to do it, since the outcome is inevitable. So therefore, in this context, if a woman takes a towel or a cloth that has powder on it and she rubs it on her face and it's going to leave behind that powder, that, uh, that, uh, that blush. So since that's an inevitable outcome of that, uh, that activity, so a woman can't say, I didn't intend for it to be done and therefore it's going to be awesome. Okay, v'tam hadavar. Now the reason why, since it's an it's an inevitable outcome, therefore it's going to be aser, is because very simply, being that it's a common practice for women to wear makeup to put some sort of blush or something onto their face, so mechzi shaper kitzovea. So that's why it looks as if you are the woman is dying or she is coloring her face. And that's going to be the origin of this particular prohibition. Now, this is where things get a little bit interesting. So that means that a woman picks up that washcloth and she says, oh my gosh, I'm not allowed to wipe my face with this washcloth because it's going to leave powder on my face. It's going to leave blush on my face. And that's similar to putting on makeup and I'm not allowed to do it. And, but if her husband says, hey, do you have a washcloth nearby so I could wipe my face? She could take that washcloth that she doesn't use, give it to her husband, and he could use it to wipe his face. And that will be okay. We don't consider that to be tzoveya because even though it's going to leave behind that red color on his face, it's still going to be mutter because men generally don't put uh, blush on their face. 
And therefore, even though it's going to happen, since it's not intended, it's not something that men generally do, it's going to be okay. Why should that be okay? Why don't we say it's the same secretion? If it's going to color the face, it should be usher. So here, Shulchanach, uh, here, sorry, the Mishabura tells us a fascinating idea. And he says, because when a man wipes his face with a cloth, that has red powder on it, and his face ends up a little bit red. It's no different than Kamosha Kasafti soaks him in Shin Dalad. It's no different than what's talked about elsewhere. That's permitted for a man to eat strawberries or cherries or whatever, red raspberries, whatever the, uh, the, the berry is. Ushar Paris Hatsovim and any other fruit which will leave behind color. So this is going to be the equivalent of having cherry ices. So what happens when a person goes out and has cherry ices on uh, on Shabbos? So if you have it, you're, you have it from a tube or whatever it is. So it's going to leave behind red lips. Or if a person has a Laffy Taffy, person has a, a strawberry or cherry Laffy Taffy. So what's that going to do to the mouth? So the tongue will be colored. And the, depending on how well they eat it, the uh, the the mouth could also be, the lips could also become red. So, even though while you're eating those strawberries, your hands and your mouth may end up red. So why isn't that going to be a problem? Maybe we should go ahead and say you're not allowed to eat fruit, which is going to change the color of your face because it's tzovea. So why is that mutter? So nonetheless, it's going to be uh, acceptable because that's not what men generally do. And nobody's interested when they're eating strawberries or cherries to go ahead and color their skin. So if it happens, it happens. But since it's not intended and there's no benefit for, ma- for a man to go ahead and do so, so that's why it's going to be okay. Then the Mishabura says, now here's where he goes out in Paskins in terms of the type of Isser we're dealing with over here. But he says, Even if a woman were to go ahead and put makeup onto her face, it would at worst be an isidrabana. Now here, the Mishabura, now here, this next highlighted part. So here, the Mishabura is addressing a different issue. And that is, why exactly is coloring the skin, why would it not be an isidaraisa? There is a malacha which is called soveya. You take a piece of, uh, of leather or you take a piece of wool and you put it in some dye so it should become blue or red or green or yellow or whatever the color, whatever the color is. So that certainly is an isidaraisa. That is one of the lamates malachos to go ahead and dye a piece of cloth or to dye a piece of leather. So if a woman goes out and puts blush on her face in order to change the color, in order to change the appearance, so why would it not be an Isidaraisa? So to this now, to answer this question, we're going to see two different approaches. So the first one we'll see, we're going out of order chronologically, but we're already in the Mishabura anyways. So we'll do it this way. So Mishabura says, and that's what you have highlighted there, or Adam. Mishabura says that there is no, that the Isidoraisa of Tzviya was to go ahead and color either leather or to color wool, and it did not apply on human skin. So therefore, on human skin, that's not going to be an Isidoraisa by its very definition. It would only be an Isidorabanan. And therefore, that's why, that's how the Mishabura understands the majority opinion, which says that makeup on Shabbos is going to be an Isidorabanan 
rather than an isadaraisa, because the, the concept, the application of of uh, of uh, of tzviya does not apply on skin. It only applies on cloth or on leather. And obviously the smog disagrees with that. The smog disagrees with that, right? We're explaining those who say that's in Durabana, correct. Now, in the Chai Adam, so the Chai Adam, uh, in his presentation of these halachas, so here also we're going to have to go ahead and be attentive to the way he presents it. So here, this is in Klau Chav Dalad, Sif Aleph. So the Chai Adam begins, he says, Hatsoveya Bitseva Miskayim, Chayev. He says, in the event that one dies something, we're not even talking about a person yet, you dye a cloth, you dye a piece of wool with a color which is going to adhere to the wool, so you've dyed it permanently, Chayev, that's an Isidaraisa, that is the Isidaraisa of Tovea. Avatseva She'enu Miskayim Klau, but let's say you went ahead and you put some color onto wool, but it's not going to last at all. It's not durable at all. You go ahead and you put a little uh, uh, color on it, and then you could easily rinse it out. So if you have something which you could put the color onto it, but easily rinses out, so So that's not the malach of tzoveya. Tzoveya, by its very definition, is something which is permanent, in the event that you color something temporarily, but you could always go ahead and take out the color, that is not the Isser. V'chein kasav Rambam, that's the Rambam's opinion, that in order to be the Isser, the rice of Tzavei, it has to be permanent. Ula smag chayev, but the smag is machmir here as well. Even temporary dyeing or coloring is already enough to be, uh, to be an Isser, the rice, because if you only want it to be a particular color uh, temporarily, so that is what you want. And if that's what you want, the smog says that's already going to be an isidaraisa. So we have one thing, whether soveya, whether makeup is an isidaraisa or an isidarabanan. The smog takes the machmir opinion over there. He takes a stringent opinion over there. And now we have another machlokas in general about the malach of tzavea, that if you color or dye something temporarily, is that the isidaraisa or not? The Rambam says no, and the Smag says yes. Now in Sif Beis, the Chayyadim says, Now let's say a woman goes out and she colors her face or her hands. So now we're on to makeup. So that says the Chayyadim, even though on a person's face, the makeup is not permanent. We're not talking about permanent makeup over here. We're talking about something which can be washed off and could be removed at some point. So the Rambam, so the Rambam says that it's, it's, it's a Nisidur like we know. And according to the Smag, it's still going to be an Isidur And now we see, once again, consistent, he says, because since she wants the makeup on only while she's at the Chasana, or only while she's at the Simcha, and then when she gets home, she's going to want to remove it. So nonetheless, since it's while it's on, she wants it to be there. The smog says that's already going to be an Isidoraisa. But the main thing is, one of the main things we see for the Rambam, which is the way we're going to Paskin, is that in order to violate the Isidoraisa of Tzoveya, it has to be something, by, by definition, it has to be something which is permanent. And therefore, since makeup, by its very definition, is not permanent, that's why it's going to be only an Isidorabamim. 
So two reasons why a woman putting on makeup is only Asa Drabanan, according to the Mishnah Bura, because the Malach of Tzoveya doesn't apply to human skin. According to Chayadam, the reason why Tzoveya makeup is only an Asa Drabanan is because it's not permanent. Okay, but be that as it's may, we'll see the permanent thing is going to end up being a major part of our uh, of our discussion. Um, okay, now we'll get closer to uh, the tshuvas, which talk about actually using it on Shabbos. So here you have the Ktsos HaShulchan. The Ktsos HaShulchan is a pretty comprehensive work on the first part of Orachayim, it has uh, through Hilcho Shabbos, really. And this is written by, you may not uh, recognize him from the name of the Sefer, but the author of the Sefer is Rav Avram Chaim Noah. So he's really known for his work on Shiurim, on the size of the Kezayis and Zmanim and stuff like that. But much of that is taken from this work called the Ktsos HaShulchan, which is a commentary, a Mishnah Bura type commentary, probably a bit more uh, an Orach HaShulchan or Shulchan Orach HaRav type commentary to Shulchan Orach. So he has, on top, he has the halachas themselves, which is called the Ketzos HaShulchan, and then his in-depth commentary is called the Bari HaShulchan. So this is taken from his more in-depth analysis. He actually has eight pages on this, on this topic. But he says, He says, based on what was reported to me, apparently he didn't wear makeup himself. Okay, so we could forgive him for that. So So women go ahead and they want to put blush on their face, whatever color it is. And then on top of that, they put some sort of powder. So they would have like two layers or something in order to make it last a little bit longer. And says the Rav Avram Chaim Noah, the Yesh and it would seem Let's say she just put powder on her face without any of the color. Well, let's call this, as we're going to see, let's call this talcum powder or baby powder or something like this. So she's just putting powder on her face without any of the color. Even though the powder by itself also is going to change somewhat and is going to give her a better appearance, a more beautiful appearance. The powder by itself is not aser. It's only when it's in conjunction with the blush that it's going to be aser. It has some sort of color. Why? Sorry. That this is not considered to be um, dyeing or coloring. Because, now this is going to be important when we get to Rav Moshe, because when you, if a per, woman puts on just baby powder or talcum powder, so it's dry, and therefore it's not, going to, it's not going to remain in place on the skin. It'll be there, it'll sit there for a little bit, but it's going to come off very quickly because there's nothing to a- adhere it to the skin. There's nothing to bind it to the skin. And the Ksos HaShulchan says that if you do something which gives a uh, gives the appearance as if it's changing the color, but it's just something which sits on the surface, but doesn't actually, won't remain there for a long period of time, the Ksos HaShulchan says that's absolutely nothing. That is not us, or even in Isid Rabban. al but in the event that there's some color to it, some red or whatever color a woman w- would use, but 
So he says an important idea, also important definition in terms of the malach of tzviyah. What happens when a person dyes wool uh, a particular color, a red, a green, a yellow, whatever it is. So the dye penetrates into the fabric of the wool itself. And the wool now permanently has this changed appearance. It now looks red, it looks blue, it looks yellow. It's not something which is superficial, but the color of the wool has actually been transformed as a result of that. So the Ksosa Shulchan says that the malach of tzviyah involves the color penetrating into the thing and actually changing its appearance on the permanent basis, similar to the chayyadim. But if you put something superficially onto the uh, onto that, so that's not called tzviyah. That's not called coloring it because everything there is just on the surface and you haven't actually changed the appearance of the item itself. And therefore, v'les or pizer avka seva. Mishum shows uh, and then he says, Ta'asr, just the use of powder without any other color to it. Mishum Shoza Pizer Apka Alatseva, just because sometimes uh, to say that it's usher to use the powder, because the powder is very often used in conjunction with blush. So that the Ksosa Shokhan says, you know what? That such a gazera to say you can't use the powder because the powder is also uh, often used in conjunction with the blush, that would require chazal to make such a gzeira. Tasser, one thing, because it's sometimes used as something else, that is a chazal type of gzeira to do. We don't have the authority to, uh, to do so. And therefore, the Ksosa Shulchan says, using powder by itself is okay, but if you're using powder in conjunction with blush or something like that, which is intended to change the... Uh, to a different color altogether. So that is, that's where you're going to cross the line and that's where it's going to be Aser. Okay, so that is, that is the background. Now, with that background, now we get to Rav Moshe's Shuvas. So anytime you're in a store and you see that they're advertising some sort of Shabbos makeup, so by definition, that Shabbos makeup, they're going to have to uh, uh, align themselves. They're going to have to... Uh, claim that this is in accordance with Rav Moshe's leniency. Rav, not leniency, I shouldn't say. With Rav Moshe's position, Rav Moshe's psaq. So now, what we have to explore is what exactly was Rav Moshe's psaq, and then determine whether or not what is being sold is going to be consistent in loyal to Rav Moshe's psaq or not. So here, we have the first shuva that Rav Moshe wrote about this topic. And source number six over here, it's an Archaim Chelek Aleph Simon Kuf Yudalad. And you see, this is a very short tshuva. He did not spend much time on this at all. And he says as follows Ubedavar, regarding this issue, this question, We love transliterations. Is a woman allowed to go ahead and put lipstick onto her, uh, onto her lips on Shabbos? Hine Asura Mishne Tamim. So Moshe says lipstick is aser for two reasons. Number one is me'isr memachek. Number one is smoothing something on the skin is the malacha of memachek. We're not going to go into the details of that, but that's something which is which is aser. Same reason we don't use bar soap on Shabbos is the reason that you wouldn't use lipstick. And now more important for us is umi'isr tzeviyah, that it's also dyeing or coloring the lips. By putting the lipstick onto the lips, it's dyeing or coloring. Now, let's say you have a liquid lipstick. I don't know if such a thing exists, but let's say it came in liquid form rather than, it does? Okay. Rather than on a stick, 
So then, even that Ravosha says it's not going to help because Yeshal Kopanim Isr Because even if you get around the smoothing out malacha, that one malacha, you still have the secondary malacha, which is Tzviya, which is the fact that one would be coloring, the woman would be coloring or dyeing her lips, and that already is going to be Asr, and therefore game over lipstick, Rav Moshe says, is not going to be allowed. The is chapstick also the... not allowed? Say again? Sorry. Ch- chapstick. We'll get to I'm... chapstick in a second, but yeah, chapstick is going to be a problem also because of the mimachik, correct. The the liquid lipstick usually would come with also with a stick inside. So that would also cause, I mean, unless you can dab it. Uh, it comes with an, an applicator, you mean? Yeah, I mean, unless you can dab it or something. So we're going to we're going to talk. So the, number one, the uh, if it's a liquid, that should be okay in terms of the dabbing. Uh, but if it's colored in any way, so then you're still going to yeah. run into a problem. Meaning, it's more like a gel liquid. I don't know if that's considered also liquid. Right. So that that already gets us into a whole different set of discussion about what, where we draw the line in terms of uh, what's the definition of a solid and what's the definition of a liquid. Okay, got it. So that's. A, a, a whole issue also uh, okay. on top of this. Now, he says, okay. So Moshe says, for, now, until now he was talking about lipstick, now he moves on to blush. And he says to put on facial makeup, whether on the, uh, the, the cheeks or whether by the eyes. So Rav Moshe says that's also going to be Yasser because of the same malacha of tzviya, of dyeing or coloring. But he says, Again, here's our uh, transliterated word. He says, ha powder, hey aleph, vav, dalet, ayin, reish, powder, which for those who don't speak uh, uh, transliterated English, he puts in Hebrew, ha which is going to be powder. So love on alapanim. So if a woman puts white powder, baby powder, talcum powder on her face, shalomiskayim klau, and that's the key, I should actually underline that, which is not going to be permanent at all, so Moshe says that putting baby powder or talcum powder on the face, which is not going to be permanent at all, that does not violate the Isser of Sevilla, of dyeing or coloring. Okay, so now the question was, what exactly did Moshe mean? Did he mean that it's not going to be, what did Moshe mean when he said it's not going to be permanent? So we know from many other areas of halacha, that there are malachas where we differentiate between whether it is permanent or whether it's temporary. It shows up by the malach of ksiva, by the malach of writing, what's considered to be permanent writing, which would be an isa daraisa or not. Hospitals in Eretz Yisrael will use mechanisms where the writing which is done by the medical staff is going to be temporary because it disappears after 24 hours or so. So that was something which, uh, which they use. So that's one area where permanent or temporary is going to make a difference. Another place where permanent and temporary are going to make a difference is when it comes to tying a knot, when you're tying your shoes or you're tying a tickle or something like that. So is the knot going to be there permanently more than 24 hours, less than 24 hours? What's the definition of permanent as far as that is concerned? A good uh, teenage boy, if he's forced to wear a tie, will in all likelihood hope that he'll tie that tie once and for the next four or five years, he'll never untie that again. He'll just loosen it and then tighten it on his neck. But that would be a permanent uh, knot, a permanent knot. So there's all sorts of different areas where we have definitions of permanent. 
So people understood Rav Moshe to mean permanent, maybe something which is long lasting for a week or two days or five days. So if the definition of permanent, which is usr, is if the uh, if the uh, the makeup is going to last for five days and a woman puts it on and she's only going to wear it for an hour or so, or she's only going to wear it for three, four hours on Shabbos, so then maybe that's considered to be temporary. And maybe uh, Rav Moshe went ahead and mattered that. Maybe he went ahead and permitted that. So Rav Moshe uh, got a lot of pressure and a lot of uh, heat from others to go ahead and clarify what exactly he meant. So in this next tshuva from Rav Moshe, there's two more where he clarifies this, but I chose this one from Chelakei Simen Chav Zayin, just because if you look at the dates, I figured it's a, uh, it, it's an appropriate time. So mm-hmm. he wrote this, Zayin Adar Tavshin Mem Dalad. So Mem Dalad was 84. So this was Zayin Adar Tavshin Mem Dalad, which we're on uh, uh, today is Base Adar. Tavshin Pe Gimel. So it's just about uh, 39 years ago, almost to the day, where Moshe wrote about this. And he was writing it to uh, one of his grandsons. And he writes as follows. We're skipping the beginning part. But he says, He says, What you said is correct. Even we're talking about putting baby powder or talcum powder, a white powder on the face, we can't give broad, heterin, broad leniencies for this. Because because after doing a lot of experimenting and a lot of uh, 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 you know uh, testing of stuff, and actually they say over that they used to do the tests on Rav Moshe's great grandchildren. They used to take the babies and they would put various powders, different types of makeup and powders onto the babies, and to, to determine whether or not it was permanent, how, how strongly the powder will adhere to the skin. What else are they going to use a baby for other than testing out <laughs> permanency of, of makeup? Mirza Hashem, you'll have an opportunity to go ahead and test it all out soon. So, so it seems that most of the powders which are sold as women's makeup, and pay attention to that phrase, that's a phrase which you'll hear in the Megillah, but most of the, uh, the, uh, the powders which are available on the market, they have an oil base to them. And the oil base is significant because it's the oil in the makeup which allows it to remain on the skin for a longer period of time. So when they advertise that this is something you could wear all day long and it won't smudge off, it won't go away, the reason why that it would do that, the, the, the uh, ingredient which would allow that to happen is the oil. So Moshe says, if it has an oil base, it's game over that it's going to be Aser, because that's intended to be too long-term, too permanent. And many of them will last actually a long time. And therefore, Moshe says that by most makeups which are available on the market, even if it's being sold as, as a powder, still it's going to be this is of and only those which are not permanent at all, only those would be permitted. But he says, but without testing it, just to go ahead and 
to guesstimate which one is going to be permanent and which one not, and just to make assumptions about which ones are going to be permanent or not. Rav Moshe says, It's very difficult to look at the outside of a, of a makeup and to make the call whether it's permanent in Aser or whether it's not going to be permanent and it's going to be Mutter. And then he says, in, in my first Shuva, what we have is source number six. I was referring to just a straight white powder, Hanikres, which is called, once again, transliterating talc. So that's just talcum powder, straight up talcum powder without anything else whatsoever. Which does not have an oil base and is not going to be permanent at all. So that is what he was referring to. Anything beyond that, where there's a potential, we'll see some of the, the guidelines in, in a bit, but so anything beyond that, which is potentially more permanent, so, and even in the way that it's going to be applied, may already make it aser, and one has to be extremely cautious because we are dealing with something which is aser. Now, uh, Rav Moshe, even though Rav Moshe in the second shuva seems to be adopting a stringent position, he still allows some room for leniency. Rav Shomel Zalman, however, he is not having any of this whatsoever. He's not letting anything go. And here in Shmir Shabbos, the, the exact Mar Makom is from the newer edition. But he says, Perk Yedal Tzif Samachay, Asura Isha Lishtamesh B'Shabbos Yontif B'Podra of Kasofir. He says that a woman is not allowed to use any powder makeup whatsoever. He's asking everything. Whether it has some sort of a, a, a liquid in it or a, a, a lotion, or whether he says powder saboni, which I, I looked up in Google Translate, it says soap powder. I don't know what soap powder is, but okay, whatever. He says, even just to put a baby powder or a talcum powder on the face is not allowed. And even if it's not going to adhere to the skin at all, Shomo Zalman is not having anything, no, uh, no powder on the face whatsoever, even talcum powder or baby powder, he is not going to allow. Why? And he says, and he explains in the footnote, he says, if Ayn Shambigris Moshe, if you look in Rav Moshe's Shuva, where he adopts a somewhat lenient position, a potential lenient position, Rav Moshe holds in theory that if the powder just sits on top of the face and doesn't adhere at all, there's no uh, uh, oil base or something like that, so Rav Moshe entertains the possibility that maybe it's mutter. But even that, Vagrasha Zatzal, Rav Shomel Zalman, he questions even putting just straight up baby powder or talcum powder on the face, whether that would be allowed. Why? If it's not permanent. Because he says, the because why would a woman put that powder on her face? Only because she wants, she wants that change of appearance. So uh, she has in mind the, the coloring. I feel as man what, and even if she means uh, she wants it there only temporarily, who says that's going to be mutter just because she wants it there for a short period of time? If the face is colored and in some way her intent to have that coloring on her face is satisfied, so who is to say that that's going to be mutter just because it's not going to be there in three hours or four hours? Right now she wants it to be there and she's now changed the coloring of her face. And here, 
All right, we get back to what you said in terms of the smog. So here, if Shomel Zaman actually takes that into account, he says, especially we can't be so quick to be lenient because according to many Rishonim, even if it's not permanent, it's an Isidaraisa. So since we're dealing with something which is a potential Isidaraisa, so we cannot go ahead and just decide to be lenient uh, because it's something which is not permanent, Shlomo Zaman says we actually have to adopt a much more stringent approach, and therefore he is not going to have any uh, anything whatsoever. So what postgames say, before we move on to the stuff on the the lips, just to uh, to have a complete uh, uh, sheer about this. So the postgames say, I should have put it up on the uh, on the uh, the sheet here in front of you, but I'll just read it. So they say that even if one is going to uh, follow of Moshe's lenient position, that if it's just a powder, it's going to be it's going to be okay. And that uh, if you Google, you know, Shabbos makeup, so you'll find all sorts of different brands which advertise Shabbos makeup, which they claim to be uh, in accordance with Rav Moshe's lenient position with regards to powder. But even if you do so, so there's two very important things to keep in mind. Number one is one must be sure to apply the makeup on a face that is completely clean. If there are any remnants of makeup from before Shabbos, they'll provide a base for the powder. The powder may not be used. So a woman put on powder, she put on regular makeup before Shabbos. And now Shabbos morning, she wants to add some powder on top of that. If some of last night's makeup is still there with that oil base, so then it's going to be usher. Even if it's just straight powder, which is going on now, but if it's going on to uh, 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 an oil base, which is already there, so that's going to be a problem. Then number two, the face must also be completely dry. If water or any other moisture on the face will combine with the powder, the makeup will then stay on the face longer and would then be prohibited to use. So that also is something which is important to keep in mind, especially because many Shabbos makeup kits come with a moisturizing spray that is to be applied before using the powder. This will provide a base for the powder, allowing it to adhere to the face longer. This small modification to the process clearly undermines the entire header and it will be prohibited from applying the powder, even according to Rav Moshe. So that's why even like Rav Moshe, you have to be very cautious in terms of the, how it's going to be applied to the face. Just because it's a powder doesn't make it mutter yet, because the manner in which it's going to be applied is also going to be essential to remain consistent and loyal to Rav Moshe's, uh, Rav Moshe's header. So that is as far as uh, the, uh, the makeup itself. And now, while well, researching this, so uh, and since we saw Moshe's chuva began with the leap stick, so I figure might as well just follow that all the way through. And here, this is from the Star K website, based on uh, a lot of it is based on the uh, Rav Moshe's chuva and whatnot. But he says lipstick lip liner. One may not apply lipstick or lip liner on Shabbos, as according to all opinions, this constitutes sovea, that's the dyeing or the coloring. And memarech, talking about lipstick coming out of a tube, so that is going to be memarech or memachek, that's going to be smoothing. This is true even if it is applied lightly or on top of existing makeup. As previously indicated, one may apply regular or extra long-lasting lipstick on Erev Shabbos, but to put any sort of lipstick from a tube, that is going to be awesome. Lip powder, don't know exactly what that is, but okay. According to some postkin, non-long-lasting Shabbos makeup powder may be used on the lips under the conditions listed above, based on the opinion that non-long-lasting powder blush is permissible. 
Now this prerequisite, which we just talked about, that it can't go on to something which is wet. So I'm not sure how exactly that's going to work on the lips. I assume people don't want to walk around with uh, with dry lips, but okay, this is what uh, they say that it's something which is possible. Nonetheless, there are other posts who say even according to those who use non-long-lasting powder blush should not use powder on their lips, like we just said, because once it's on the lips, so it's going to it's going to be moist. According to these opinions, women who wish to have makeup on the lips should not apply powder on their lips on Shabbos, but rather use long-lasting lipstick on their Shabbos. And one who adopts a stringent opinion, so that's going to be a good thing. Now, here's an interesting, uh, um, uh, not a chiddish, but an interesting application. Lip gloss. So you may say the whole iser is, if I go ahead and I use a colored lipstick, so I make my lips blue or green or yellow, Time. So you're coloring yourself, you're putting on your, your clown lipstick or something. So that may be something which is which is going to be usser. What about if I use clear or I use something that's glossy? So if I use clear or glossy, I haven't turned it any color. So I haven't turned it any color. Maybe that should actually be a mutter. So it says this product may not be used on Shabbos also because of Tzovea, even though it's clear. This is true even if one applies untinted clear lip gloss. As a post game, consider this a form of tsovea, meaning the, the brightness which the lips then have, that shine is also considered to be tsovea, because that's not the natural look. So putting that shine onto the lips also post can consider that to be tsovea. And if one uses a brush, it also creates the problem of sechita. That goes back to what you mentioned, uh, Fengi Pope, potentially in terms of the, the applicator, that the applicator, if the stuff gets absorbed into the applicator, and then when you put it on your lips, it squeezes out of the applicator onto your lips. So then that's going to be another thing. So it could be over your third Isidar Isa, potentially, or Isidar Bandar by putting on makeup on Shabbos. Lip sealer on top of existing makeup is also not permitted for the same reason that it has a shine to it, and anything which has a shine is also considered to be a problem. Now, Mel, we get to the chapstick and the Vaseline. Finally, something for the guys out there. <laughs> we get one line for the guys. <laughs> so we say, chapstick and Vaseline. These may not be used on Shabbos as their use constitutes mimareach. So certainly chapstick, which is coming out of, a, uh, which is coming out of a, a tube, is going to be the same thing in terms of the lipstick. Uh, that mimareach of smoothing something out, which is going to be problematic. In the event that one has chap lips, which are bleeding, however, so then that you could already, well, there may be room for leniency in terms of taking, let's say, some Vaseline out of the tub of Vaseline and just dabbing it onto place. Where bleeding lips may already be somebody who's already in the category of ill, bleeding is something which is not a healthy thing to do. And therefore, there may be a little bit more room for leniency as far as that is concerned. But just stum. Um, uncomfortable uh, chap lips. So that's something which is difficult to find a heter, number one, that it may be mimareach, as we, as we said. And then number two, it may involve the administration of medicine on Shabbos, which presents its own set of, uh, set of issues, which you would not be allowed to do. But once it's bleeding, so then there's already a little bit more room for, uh, for leniency. Rabbi so, Shaffel, would you, would you be able to do the following thing? Let's say your hands are prone to to uh, bleed because of uh, chapping or something like that. Yeah. And it's during the winter. Could you put, um, uh, could you put uh, 
some lotion into the fingers of gloves um, before you put your fingers in them? Um, so in the event that one uh, one's hands bleed, uh, the chapping on the hands is, is bad enough that they bleed. So that already, I, I, I will have to look into that a little bit more, but that already, there's more room to, uh, to be lenient. That's somewhat similar to what we do for a baby rash, a diaper rash, mm-hmm. uh, that they will put some of the cream onto the diaper, uh, the squeeze directly from the tube into the diaper, and then just close up the diaper and assume that as the baby moves around, that will mish around all of the, uh, the cream into where it needs, uh, where it needs to go. So uh, I, I would think that if one's hands are bleeding because they're chapped during the winter, having it inside of the gloves would also be a similar type of thing. But I just would want to, uh, to make sure that, that, is, uh, that that's a good application. All right, everybody? Okay, give Valdik. So shkot everybody for coming. Have a good Shabbos. Hopefully a mazel dik Shabbos. And we Thank will you. see you all on uh, Tuesday, Mir Hashem. I think we're going to do a, a shear on the Megillah itself. Not the, the Megillah itself, but the Megillah and, uh, and uh, where the Yeshua, where the salvation really came from, having to do with being real versus being generic, being real with oneself and embracing one's circumstances. And that's where uh, salvation comes from. So that's, uh, I think, a, a major part of the uh, of the story. So I think we're going to go ahead and do that on Tuesday night. All right. But Thank way, you. Have a good Shabbos. And good all. Shabbos.